Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Steve Regali, Executive Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudasov, the Portfolio Manager on the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small and Mid-Cap Portfolio. Hello, Steve. Happy to be here. Julie, equities generally had positive returns during the second quarter, but it was dominated by the returns of a few mega-cap stocks. Can you provide our listeners with your perspective on the second quarter performance for small and mid-cap equities? U.S. equities continued to advance in the second quarter. The S&P 500 index rose 8.7%, and NASDAQ Composite Index climbed 13.1%. Larger cap stocks outperformed smaller caps, and tech-heavy growth indices outperformed bank-heavy value counterparts. As you mentioned, markets' gains were relatively narrow, led by large technology companies that investors believe to be at the forefront of artificial intelligence, seen by many as the dawn of the new era for computing. Most importantly, a widely anticipated recession, some would say the most anticipated recession ever, did not materialize. Quick action from bankers and regulators in March helped prevent the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank from sparking a broader financial crisis, and lawmakers managed to strike an agreement on government spending in late May, preventing a potentially devastating default. Labor market remains solid despite recent layoffs in the tech sector and inflation, albeit elevated, continue to ease. With their worst fears behind them, investors continued buying riskier assets. The second quarter's performance of the Russell 2500 index, this strategy's benchmark, was driven by companies with low earnings quality, weaker balance sheets, and higher share price volatility. Julie, what portfolio holdings contributed to the portfolio performance during the second quarter? In which portfolio holdings contributed the least? Our strongest performing stock was Bentley Systems, ticker BSY. Other top contributors included Thor Industries, ticker THO, Lennox International, ticker LII, Watsco, ticker WSO, and Site One Landscape Supply, ticker Site. A leading developer of software for infrastructure markets, Bentley has created a brand synonymous with infrastructure. Engineering software is highly specialized by nature. Once engineers adopt a particular technology and integrate it into their work processes, they are reluctant to try something new, resulting in the company's robust customer retention rates. Shares performed strongly, driven by solid operating results, with growth broad-based both in terms of geographic regions and end markets. We believe that Bentley's multi-decade commitment to the infrastructure segment has led to the company's superior domain expertise and meaningful intellectual property that is hard to replicate. We also believe that Bentley is well positioned to benefit from increased infrastructure spending both in the U.S. and abroad, as well as capitalize on further advancements in computer simulation and artificial intelligence technologies. Aspen Technology, ticker AZPN, was our weakest performer this quarter. Other detractors were Zebra Technologies, ticker ZBRA, Teledyne Technologies, ticker TDY, Scott's Miracle-Gro, 
ticker SMG, and exponent, ticker EXPO. Aspen is a leader in process optimization software, used to run multi-million dollar capital-intensive processes and solving highly complex problems, the software is mission-critical by nature, so customers are more willing to pay a premium and less likely to switch to a less expensive upstart solution. Importantly, once implemented, Aspen software is extremely costly and disruptive to replace, resulting in the company's solid recurring revenues base. Shares declined sharply in late April, however, following the company's announcement of worse-than-expected operating results and annual guidance reduction. Management attributed the weakness to slow activity by large chemicals customers that had been struggling with supply chain disruptions and inventory destocking issues following the post-pandemic reopening surge. We view these developments as temporary and believe that Aspen's solid market positioning remains intact and has been further enhanced by the company's recently acquired software assets. We believe the transaction should allow new Aspen to achieve faster revenue growth and profitability improvement, accelerate expansion into new verticals, and capitalize on long-term sustainability trends in the engineering and construction space. Julie, as we turn our focus and attention to the second half of 2023, what are the key considerations you are evaluating from a portfolio perspective? Slowing economic growth remains most concerning, particularly as it is taking place against the backdrop of inflationary pressures exacerbated by continued uncertainty on the geopolitical front. While improved, inflation remains elevated, impacting consumer spending, the key driver of the U.S. economy, and businesses struggling to offset input cost increases with high prices. An unintended consequence of the Fed's interest rate hikes, the recent banking crisis has constrained bank lending, the lifeblood of the economy, thus increasing the risk of a more severe downturn. While economic data have largely been better than expected, some worrisome signals have emerged. In the first five months of the year, nearly 300 U.S. companies filed for bankruptcy protection, including Silicon Valley Bank and Bed Bath & Beyond, the highest number since 2010. Manufacturing data has also been deteriorating for several months, and the yield curve continues to be inverted, leading investors to fear recession. On the positive side, the inflation data continues to trend lower, and the Fed's aggressive monetary policy, with the time lag as expected, appears to have started cooling the economy, thus reducing the likelihood of further interest rate increases. The labor market, albeit still tight, also appears to be moving in the right direction. In our experience, slowing economic growth usually leads to investors' flight to quality. While the outlook remains uncertain, we believe that our focus on highest quality companies is particularly relevant today. And you will always find us looking for new investment opportunities. With artificial intelligence expected to eventually impact most industries, we'll be searching for companies that, like Bentley Systems, are best positioned to benefit as the technology is being developed and deployed over time. Julie, thank you for taking the time to provide your insights to our Kanecast listeners. Thanks, Steve. 
You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.